Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Teddy from Teddy's Total Body Personal Training in San Leandro, California. Welcome, Teddy. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the opportunity to be here. We're really excited to learn more about what you do. Before we kind of dive into that, give us a little bit of background. What was it that led to you going and opening up your training business? Well, I used to work for the uh, Big Box Gym 24-Hour Fitness. Right, started there in like 2002. Learned the platform, pretty much to learn the basics, right? Getting your feet wet, learning to deal with clients, um, just learning the, um, the whole system of personal training, right? Mm-hmm. The process of elimination, right? Just trying to like the good and mm-hmm. the bad. Yep. Was there, was at a really big um, gym in San Leandro, uh, the mm-hmm. Magic Johnson gym, right? And uh, just learned pretty much everything there. And then just got tired of 24 hour fitness taking all your commission, right? Taking all your money, mm-hmm. right? So you want to keep your own money. So ventured out. Another uh, gym, private studio uh, co-op reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we looked, we've looked into your uh, background, talked to your clients and said, you're pretty much the best uh, trainer up in here. So we want you to join our uh, our team. So I left. I did. So you left on, um, you know, kind of the big box scene. And that's something that's pretty common. Like we get started in a gym like that. We find out like, hey, this is like, I'm really good at this. And there's probably an opportunity for me to make more doing this somewhere else. So we leave and <laughs> we go do it on our own. Yeah, now, you have, now you have your own facility. Um, tell us a little bit about the business now as it currently stands. Kind of give us your elevator pitch of the services that you guys provide. Pretty much, we're pretty simple. We're about the 1800 square foot uh, personal training studio. We do yoga, one-on-one personal training, small group training. That's pretty much about it. Okay, so you have, I mean, you have your PT, but you do have some semi-privates and some yoga. What would you say the breakdown is? Are most of your clients one-on-one or would you say you have a, a more people in the semi-private? One more one-on-one. Okay, gotcha. So right now, um, you know, as the business currently stands, you mentioned to me off air, you know, you have some trainers working for you. Do they, are they contractors? Do, are they your employees? Kind of what, what model do you follow? I'm still doing contractors. Okay. Okay. And so basically are they running their own business and just utilizing your space or how exactly does that work for you? Correct. Correct. Okay. Do you help? feed them clients or do are they responsible for going and finding their own clients they're responsible for their own clients but if i find somebody and i don't have the time then i'll i'll push it off to them um usually a 60 40 split if i find the client and i give them to my other trainer i keep 60 they keep 40 and then after that the next month the client is theirs okay so um for the trainers like if they're finding their own clients do they pay you rent or like how does the gym benefit from them so if you're just coming in it's a 60 40 split right you keep 60 i keep 40 then when you're able to pay it's um part-time is nine clients and under 650 a month 10 clients or more 1250 a month okay so trainers are paying rent we call that barber shop model in the pretty industry much, pretty much yeah pretty uh, much. yeah paying for their seat to say or paying for their spot 
And so that's how the benefit, the business benefits. Um, is this how you foresee doing things forever? Like, do you think that that's the best way for your business model or do you see any changes in the future? Right now we're really open. We're just trying to regroup from the COVID hit, right? Like before um, the COVID, I had seven trainers. We were up and running. Everybody was happy. We're doing the barbershop uh, thing, as you say, but the barbershop thing was really working out, right? Everybody was fired up. They're getting their own clients. I got my own clients. I mean, mm -hmm. there was nobody in here at, at the same time, all seven at the same time. Um, you might catch like three or four of us up here, but we utilized the space and time very courteous. We moved. You didn't know, the clients didn't know that we were moving how we were moving, right? We, we all, right. We're all in, we're in sync, right? So. That was a really good setup. I mean, I'm comfortable in that setup, but I'm, I'm getting older now, I'm about to hit 52 um, next month. So I want to have more time to be able to do what I'm going to do because we're not going to be here for a, a long time, but a short time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so really kind of in the position right now where it sounds like you guys could still grow, but maybe on the other trainers schedules, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So talk to me about that growth process. Like, what are you guys all actively doing to get new faces in the front door of the facility itself? Right now, I have a meeting after this podcast with a company that said they would um, do, um, guaranteed us 30 clients within 30 days. No pay. I just have to pay for the, um, the ads, right? Okay. So... I'm going to sit and talk to them and see what their strategy is, what their onboard uh, pitch is, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so if I can get 30 clients up to the door and fill my clients' um, schedules up with, with uh, more clients, I mean, my trainer's clients up with more clients, then that'll be great. Yeah, no, I think it's always worth it to have conversations with other people. Yeah, no doubt. Um, in the industry. Um, because there's always something that we can like maybe learn from somebody that we're not doing or like they are they thought of something that maybe we haven't thought of. So it's such a, a useful tool. Um, so really, you know, uh, they they mentioned you mentioned that they would help you with ads. Have you guys tried running ads on your own before? I did. Not a, not a whole lot of success. Yeah. When you say you didn't see a lot of success, why do you think that you didn't see success from it? Was it because you didn't know how to actually, do it? Or... No, actually, um, we did like. Two weeks out, we did a month out. I mean, five dollars a day for Facebook, ten dollars a day, fifteen dollars a day. Really wasn't no uh, so much outcome. So with this, with this people on problem two in about an hour, they say that they have a system. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I know, yeah, I, no. I know nothing's for free. So I've been on a thousand calls. So I know how this. I know how the game goes. I've been doing it for twenty-two years. So yeah, I'll listen to their pitch and, and decide whether or not I want to move forward with it. But right now, I'm getting a lot of knowledge from other people. I have another client that uh, did a, um, a contest, a bikini contest, and she started with Beachbody. And so they showed her how to do the online, right? And so she's making like 10, 15K a month. So she's going to sit down and show me. She's the one that got me connected with the MailChimp and Trainerize yeah. and uh, Napier. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good that you have kind of a couple things going on and you know, once you figure out the advertising, the marketing side of things, that's going to be so beneficial for you for the online platform as well. Not only for the in-person, but if you know how to run ads, you can utilize that for your, for your digital business. So that's really cool. There's only so much you can do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, uh, everybody's still doing the same thing, right? It's just about what ad or what, uh, what population you're trying to attract. So kind of beyond the idea of, you know, getting clients in the front door, what would you say has been or is currently your biggest business related challenge, Teddy? And like, 
what do you feel like you guys can do to overcome that? I guess it's go back to basics, man. Go back to basics, you know? Go in and, and try to find, I, we were on Indeed, we were on uh, TripAdvisor or, or what's it, no, Trip, um, Trip Recruiter, right? Trying to get more clients, but it's hard to find any good people out there. Nobody wants to work. Everybody's lazy. Nobody wants to work. Okay. So you think that like you guys need more trainers? Yes. Well, yeah. More trainers and fill up their, their uh, schedules. Yeah. So with your current trainers, the ones that are part-time, if you were able to feed them enough clients so that their schedule was full, would they want to be full-time? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that some, some part-time, some full-time, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. for sure. Of course, the hiring thing, like to help me with my overhead so I can move how I want to move. Yeah. Um, so, you know, filling up your schedule, filling up or filling up your trainer's schedule that helps with, you know, your overheads, the more people we have in the facility, the more we're going to benefit, but also kind of beyond that, you know, have you thought of any other ways to kind of boost the monthly revenue within the business to get you guys in a pretty good position where it makes sense for you to step away? No, pretty much. I mean, we do our own ads, Instagram you know, IG, LinkedIn, pretty much doing our own videos. Um, we are getting uh, dribbles of the clients coming in, but not abundantly. Yeah. Um, if you were able to kind of get a steady flow of clients coming into the business, how would that change things for, for the business and for you personally? Because I think that's important for us to be a little selfish here as business owners and look at like what opportunities it opens up for us. Well, yeah, I just have more linear time to be able to put my more focus on the online business. I have 16 more videos to do for my 16 week program. So I need to focus on that and get those launched and ready to go. And I'm pretty sure that'll probably uh, help me out financially, you know, and I don't have to be here as much as well. You know, and the other clients that's coming, other, other clients that's coming to the door, I can feed them off to my trainers and fill their schedules up so they can be happy. Right? Everybody, yeah. has to, everybody has to eat, right? Definitely. So like, I like to ask this question here because I think it's like really good to be optimistic and to dream big. But if you could have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business came true, there's absolutely no limitations, no financial limitations, no nothing. What would that picture look like for you? It would look like seven full-time trainers in here. Me, we're doing online personal training and then servicing some of my favorite clients and be able to travel more and spend more time with the family. Just do what you wanna do when you wanna do it. That's what everybody wants, right? Yeah, I love that. I think that that's like the ideal like route that we should take like as a business owner. If we can just kind of do what we want when we wanna do it and be in a position where that makes sense, that's what feels really good. Um, with my CrossFit facility, I busted my butt for two years and got the business to a really good place. And now like, I'm not even living in the same city that the gym exists in. And I'm living a good life there, Brooke. Huh? <laughs> so like, the secret. It's possible. tell me the secret. <laughs> it's possible for sure. Um, what would be, you know, a word of advice that you would share with somebody who maybe just went and opened up their own studio today? Find good staff. Okay. Find a good system, find good staff. When you have a good staff, what does that open up for you? What opportunities? It opens up everything because you can trust the people that's in your business, right? How do you, 
how have you found, how have you found like a good staff? Like, what do you think that you've done differently? I don't think I've done anything differently. It's just about the process of elimination, right? Like anybody else, anywhere else you, you hire somebody and you pretty much let them play themselves, right? You can give all this knowledge and all this energy into this and all this dedication to this person, but everybody don't get it. Everybody's not going to make it, right? And so it's a letdown, but you got to keep moving. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love quality, that. Quality people, number one. I think quality staff. Once you get that foundation, like anywhere, right? The Raiders, the Niners, Miami, whatever. If your team is together, you're going to win. If your team is not together, you're going to lose. So you have to give yourself some champions to take yeah. it to the next level. It certainly does make a difference. I think, like, I always say this, but like, we can't teach a person how to be a quality person, but we can help them earn the certifications that they need to be a quality trainer. So as long as we have a good quality person standing in front of us that we know like has the heart for it, we can help them get the certifications that they need to be excellent. Um, so you can't be an angry, upset trainer. <laughs> how are you going to help your clients? Because as you notice, you're trying, your clients become more than just clients, right? They start telling you their personal business and they become family members and you become a psychologist and a trainer all at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Where can our listeners go to follow you guys online, follow your journey if they're interested in, in watching you grow? Teddy'sTotalBody.com. Teddy'sTotalBody.com. Teddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here today. It was a pleasure learning more about what you do over there. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Megan from Fixed Fitness in Eau Claire and La Crosse, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, Megan. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling fabulous. I thank you for having me a part of uh, Gym Lords Podcast, and I look forward to it. 100%. I'm very excited to have you on today to learn more about what you have going on at Fixed Fitness. But before we dive into the business side of things, when you first opened your facility, what was the vision you had in mind for it? Um, when I first opened Fixed Fitness, the vision I had for it was to not feed on people's vulnerabilities, but help strengthen and condition them to be able to function through life as the best version of themselves they could be. Um, and in that, I slowly but surely developed a program that worked on helping individuals work through their mental health, behavioral health, and social emotional skills by helping them release internal trauma, turmoil, stress, anxiety, depression, PTSD, 
I always call it the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I help with that, it helps them release it through a fitness setting and allows them to then build in healthy neural pathways to when traumas and stuff happen, the brain can then function through life accordingly. Okay. So it sounds like you have an all around approach to it. So it's not only the fitness side, but you also focus on the mindset side of it and, and make sure that your clients are getting served all the way around. So, so with that, do you also offer like nutrition with it or is it just the training and the mindset stuff? So we offer nutrition, um, 100%. A lot of times I always tell people focus in one area and the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with fixed fitness, we really focus on the brain and the connection it has in the core stability in the body. And so once the brain and the core connect, then that's kind of when we start to, if somebody does want to do nutrition, that's when we start to implement that nutrition. Because a lot of times in life, We try to focus on every aspect Mm -hmm. and the brain goes, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. So then the nutrition side kind of starts to fail and then we get worked up and we start to, you know, get just take on too much at one time. Exactly. Okay. So it kind of sounds like you have kind of a step-by-step thing without bombarding your clients with all the information that you want to give them, but they obviously can't take it in all at once. So that is good. So with that being said, why don't you give the listeners your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer? You know, what do you do for your clients? What does that look like? Yeah. So that beautiful elevator pitch is we take, we work on every individual's internal health through external fitness by helping those individuals then release those internal pains and sufferings. And once they've released it, then we allow them to to themselves as individuals, build healthy neural pathways to then when trauma and pain or suffering or stress comes, the brain knows how to keep moving through it, but not stopping in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that, that's kind of where that all around approach comes in for each individual is, um, I guess, and that side of thing, I'm trying to think how I could how I can word that side. I think that's just my elevator pitch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Honest. No worries. No I worries. Try to dive into other things, and it's like, no, no, we're just there. It is. <laughs> no worries at all. So you know, we did have a little bit of a conversation before the podcast about like the services. So like Pilates, kickboxing. Can you just like walk through what that looks like per? I guess let's just say per client. Like, how do you? quote unquote, prescribe Pilates or kickboxing to each member? What does that look like? So normally when an individual comes in, we kind of have a process of having them work through a questionnaire with Mm -hmm. Fix Fitness and they sit down with a health trainer. And what that health trainer does then is kind of goes over goals, traumas, anything that that individual internally wants to work through and externally wants to work through. Uh, Then that trainer takes that information and we customize each program to feed, um, meet each individual's needs. Uh, because at one point I was a lot heavier and I knew that I wanted to be healthy, but nobody could customize what my body and mind needed. Yep. Uh, and so that's why it's very important that every individual has that customized program. So that way, they feel as if they're overcoming the traumas and 
their journey through life accordingly. Yeah, I really like what you just said there, you know, like a really personalized approach because, I mean, you've obviously noticed it. I noticed it in our industry. There's a lot of cookie cutter programs and, uh, you know, just generic advice for people. And it really doesn't lead down to the best rabbit holes or, or tracks. So I really like that. So in terms of your member base, what does that look like? How many people are you currently serving at your facility? So right now we're currently serving over 20 people per facility. Um, right now we kind of had to kind of shift things um, a little bit with our, our foundation of building uh, for fixed fitness. So at one point, my myself was doing 20 clients um, and then fixed fitness started to grow. And that's kind of where we started to really focus on, hold on, let's, let's definitely build by bringing in trainers so I can step out of that training position um, and I can take on my role as CEO for fixed fitness in that we are now kind of, we're starting to pick up that momentum of clients to, we're actually going to be opening up in Green Bay here shortly. Okay, so 20 members per location and you, you, know, you have two locations and looking to open up a newer one in Green Bay. So what's the square footage of each facility that you have here? Yeah, so it ranges from 1,800 square feet to just under 22 square 2,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that, it allows us to really open up the space for each individual. Uh, the Eau Claire location has three different rooms for trainers to take their clients in and have that personal training um, without everybody being a part of it, especially with that internal piece. We want to respect people's privacy. Yeah. Uh, and then the lacrosse location is a more open concept, but uh, eventually here it will it will eventually have the four rooms within it. Um, each location going forward will all have a four room setup to where each individual can have that, that moment with their, their trainer. Okay. So one location is around 1800 and others are just a little bit over 2000. Okay. So in terms of your membership base, so 28 at each location, is that somewhere you want to stop or hit the gas a little bit and bring more people in? Um, so in the sense of, I want to hit the gas, <laughs> okay. um, in that sense of bringing more people in, the more I can get people into fixed fitness, the more people find healing within themselves, um, the more that they can then shine their light to spread that light, to help heal other people within themselves. So in my mind, the more I can get in the better. hundred <laughs> percent. That's awesome. So Right now, what are you currently doing to aid in that growth process in terms of marketing? What do you do for marketing? So I always say word of mouth is the best way to move a business uh, because, you know, one thing is, is social media is great. You know, signs are great, but it's that genuineness that really speaks to clients. Um, not only do is that one way we do that marketing side, inside of the programs that we work. We have a really great, you know, government team that likes to spread the word within the facility. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Claire, Chippewa, La Crosse, um, you know, St. Croix, Green Bay, all these different counties, they spread the word within that, those programs. And then mm -hmm. those individuals then get to pick, to come to Fix Fitness. It's awesome. So mainly through word of mouth, which is most definitely the best way to, 
get people into your facility in terms of like conversions to get people to be on like new members. So along with that, do you also utilize social media like Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, we we do. Um, We have a little bit of a TikTok kind of following, kind of growing as we speak. Um, Our marketing manager, Brooklyn, has been really great at like getting us out of our comfort zone of let's do TikToks. Um, Okay. we're diving into that side a little bit more um for so long it was just me doing it and i'll be mm-hmm. completely honest i'm not it's a big social. time consumption it's <laughs> it's a lot of time and time is money so it's good that you do have a manager there for the content so and i think that's the biggest thing too is i tried to kind of do it all and i realized social media is not my cup of tea if you need me for the videos i'll be there but knowing when to post how to post as a business owner there's that's somebody else's strength (laughs) social media is a beast in itself i mean the algorithms are always changing you have to post at a certain time you have to post a certain amount of content and after a while especially for a you know gym owner like yourself it's like okay i can't be doing this all the time i have to delegate this to somebody else who not only wants to do it but you know is willing to learn about it because it's ever changing. So it's very good that you have someone handling that. So you do post, you know, the organic content on the socials. So with that, have you ever dabbled into, you know, paid advertising through social media or have you strayed away from that? Um, Honestly, it's not an area that I've dived into. I mean, it's definitely something that I have thought of, of like having a commercial, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, for fixed fitness. I think at the time before I had trainers, I think it would have been kind of awkward for just me as a trainer. So I kind of held back. Um, But that's definitely something that I'm starting to see an avenue of our growth is going to be coming into that more paid advertising to really get Fix Fitness's name out there. Okay, awesome. Because reason why I ask is because social media paid advertising is the best way to get people into your door in 2022. I mean, okay, let's just think here. Everyone is on social media, Instagram, Facebook. We're always scrolling. You know, I'm guilty of it. You may be guilty of it as well. We're always scrolling. Exactly. Getting that dopamine in our brain. And so like, that's the reason why it's the best is because everyone's on there. There's I think it's like 1.2 billion users on Facebook. It is absolutely crazy. And Instagram. So that's the best way. So kind of moving into, let's just say someone interacts or comes to your facility. What does the process look like to ultimately turn them into a new member? So walking in your facility, new member. Yeah, so basically the minute they walk through the facility, they become a member. Um, (laughs) Okay, so how does that work? (laughs) In the sense of a lot of times when they come walking through the door, uh, a lot of our clients do come from those those county programs that deal with mental, behavioral, and recovery health, um, as well as disabilities. So a lot of times when they come through the door, we're able to just take them on right at that that moment because they're a referral base. Um, When it comes to people walking in, the minute they walk in, they kind of just, I want to come here, you know, and that's, that's usually right when they walk in, it's, it's usually they're going to become a member instantly in that moment. So. Okay. Awesome. So let's say, well, actually first question here, 
who handles that process? Is it you or is there a manager there? Is there a trainer who handles it? Who handles that process of turning someone into a new member? Yeah, so that would be the, the head trainer of each facility. That head health trainer kind of comes in and, and makes sure everything runs efficiently when it comes into you becoming a member for Fix Fitness. And then they set you up with that train, that your new trainer. Um, and then from that point on, that trainer and designs your program and you start scheduling and you start coming in to train. <laughs> awesome. So, so there's a head trainer at each location and they handle the process of getting that new person to turn into a new member. And then that person, well, like the new member goes to a different trainer. Yeah. So in the sense of it allows the, the head trainer kind of oversees the, the scheduling side of things to make sure that everything's running smoothly. Mm -hmm. um, so that way, if there's any hiccup at any given point in time, there's a two point of contact to where if okay. that head trainer needs to jump in because that trainer has an emergency, mm. that individual already has somewhat of a rundown of who that head trainer is. So there's that comfortability if that person has to step in. Okay. So would you consider like the head trainer is like a training manager kind of who like just oversees everything. And then if let's just say, kind of like you said, if a trainer has an accident or can't come in, then they handle the client. Is that correct? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So how do you keep your clients for the long term? Well, because we deal with that internal piece, yep. uh, they usually want to work through a lot of that internal mental health and behavioral and social emotional skills. Mm -hmm. So that's their motivation. I always say as my slogan, my only competition is your motivation, because when it comes down to it, those, those members stay as long as they need to process through that internal piece. And then one day when they're ready, they go out and they soar, as I say, soar like an eagle <laughs> in that sense, because at Fixed Fitness, we're not here for that vulnerability. We're here to help give you the tools that you need to be successful in life. And once you have those tools, we kind of set you free on that side, right? Like we, okay. we say, go out and use those tools accordingly. And, and our goal is to have them so educated that they feel confident to go into another gym. Mm -hmm. um, we want to keep them. Like I always tell people, like, the yeah. longer you stay, the happier I am. Exactly. But I do understand that as you start to heal through that internal you know, pain and, and trauma, mm -hmm. sometimes as you transition into that successful version of yourself, you start living a different type of life. And yeah. in that, then having a different approach and perspective of life and you're more open to, you know, different ideas or just more comfortable in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really like what you mentioned there, the fly, no, sort of like an Eagle, correct. Sort of like an Eagle. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. Um, because, you know, there are many, many, many gyms in our industry that just bring people in and that's all that happens. They're just right there at the base. They don't, dig deeper into, Hey, let's work on your mindset. Let's understand your past experiences so you can work through this trauma because let's be real. We're humans here. I mean, we, we all have a pretty, we have a lot of trauma, even if we don't think about it. So I really like that. So with that being said, you mentioned that each member kind of like has their own timeline of being a member there and they can leave when they want. So 
do you offer like a contract or is it kind of like a pay-as-you-go basis? It's more of a pay-as-you-go. A lot of times if it's when it comes to people coming off of, you know, programs and stuff, a lot of times I always say is, you know, pay-as-you-go. You come, you train, and then we kind of go to that point. Um, people that come in off the street, I always say, you tell me how many sessions you think you need. And normally they'll give me a low number and, I'm like, okay, and we start going. They're like, Hey, can I increase? Can I add like five or, <laughs> yeah. or 10 or 15, 20? Yeah, exactly. And of course I'm always like, yep, come on in. Because the fact that their mind is willing to come, that's usually the sign that they just need the direction. So I let the mind tell me what it needs. And then when the mind starts to show that connection, that's when I, I start to watch them transform into going, you know what? I like this yeah. more. So. I really like that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I have a question here for you. Yeah. When you first got into gym ownership, you know, you understand that it's very difficult. It's always a roller coaster, you know, and we do have some listeners that are aspiring gym owners and gym owners as well. What is a piece of advice that you would give your younger self in terms of getting into the gym business? What is that one piece of advice that you would say? Have grace for yourself. Um, a lot of times when you're starting a business, you will hear everybody tell you what to do and how to do it. Um, and then what happens is, is you fight your internal self of what you know is right. Um, and when I say give yourself grace, it's talking about that piece of, I understand, I'm going to fail, I'm going to succeed, and failure is actually success. Uh, it we is, just, it's your best teacher. It is, I tell everybody, <laughs> I'm like, when somebody's like, you failed, I'm like, I did, um, because I've learned in that side of things, if I, I now know the grace side of failure, I didn't know it when I first started. And I wish I could have just in those moments sat down with myself and went, you're going to do this. <laughs> you're going to do this. It's going to go where you have called it because you've spoken it through. Um, and so I guess that grace piece is the biggest one. And the other one would be always be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Fitness is one of its mottos or one of its values is kindness. Um, mm -hmm. Because around the world right now, you don't see a lot of it. Um, yeah. And kindness, just one word of kindness can change somebody's complete avenue and outlook of life. Um, and so one thing I look back at myself and go, be more kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. So don't kill yourself. Don't kick yourself in the butt just because you failed. Understand that in order to grow, in order to learn, you need to fail. You need to literally <laughs> kind of like skip over yourself, fall on your face, push yourself back up and be like, okay, wait, okay, I'm here. Be graceful to yourself. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. And I'm going to apply that to my personal journey as a human. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Megan. I appreciate it. Anytime. So, <laughs> so second to last question for you here, more business-wise, um, you know, in the fitness engine world, there are three pillars to business. First being lead generation and acquisition. So getting people through your door and turning them into members. Yeah. Second being retention. So having those members for the long term. And the third being ascension. So increasing the overall lifetime value of each member. So upgrading their programs, adding additional supplements or nutrition stuff. Yeah. Out of those three, where do you think you can improve the most on and why? 
So I think in the sense of the improvement, mm. we'll probably come for that, that third of keeping them, of how to continue to grow, help grow somebody once they have all the tools that they, they've learned. Um, I always say a lot of people think failure is scary, but success actually is more scary to individuals. So when they get to that point of, I'm now gonna be successful, there's where that hiccup comes in. Um, mm. And right now we're doing pretty well at getting them over that hump. Um, yeah. But once they get into that successful field, what does that look like from this point on? Um, and that's kind of the area we're focusing on is not only do we go through that transition of through the uglies, right? All the, the social- The roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the roller coaster. <laughs> but then once you become the best version of you, where do I go from here? Because yeah. we're all very good at bringing somebody to that point and then going, all right, see you later. And at Fix Fitness, we want to so we want to not only give you those tools and have you go sore, but we want you to also know that your success doesn't ever have to stop. And I guess that would be the the portion I would say we would increase on. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it kind of sounds like something that the clients would need to like understand that, Hey, I can become more successful is certainty. Yeah. Like I am certain that I can do that. So, and I really believe that you can do that, you know, with your clients because of your approach with the mental side, the physical side and all that. So last question here for you, Megan, okay. paint me and the listeners a picture, please. Uh, <laughs> what are your short-term and long-term goals for your facilities? Yeah. So my short-term goals are, I was, safe Allah King um, in the sense of putting fixed fitnesses in all of the counties, the bigger counties in the state of Wisconsin. Um, my long-term goal is putting fixed fitness throughout this world um, and throughout this nation. Uh, right now our world is hurting. Um, and so the quicker I can move and implement fixed fitness around, the quicker I can, we can all see a lot of people's lights being healed. Um, and being able to transform into the best versions of them. So that long-term goal, I'm moving very quickly on it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you want to basically have a very large, what would you say, like company, so to say, like large company all across the world with your, you know, gyms, right? Yeah. Awesome. And I always say we're not a gym, we're a wellness center. <laughs> ah. All right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Well, Megan, uh, we appreciate you very much for coming on the podcast. I think it's a good place to start to wrap things up. But before we sign off, where can listeners find you on social medias and your website? Yeah, so they can go to www.fixfitness.com. And that's with an I, not an E. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're on Facebook. We are on TikTok, Instagram. I have not yet done a Twitter account, but I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome, Megan. Again, we appreciate you very much for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your story. And to everyone else who tuned in, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, hit the link in the description, fill it out, and our, and our, team, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us is Mr. Alec McIntosh of CrossFit Base Point. Alec, how are you today, sir? What's going on? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, good. Having a good day? I am excited to dig into this. Like I said, we're here with CrossFit Base Point being the focus of our conversation today. And then the name suggests this is a CrossFit location, a CrossFit affiliate with a heavy focus on smaller groups, as I understand it. We want to somewhat limit the size of this, but that further allows you to, to really focus and hone in on individual coaching. Did I get that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, we're, we're a small, small gym, 800 square foot. Uh, we have maximum classes of eight people at the moment. And, yeah, it's just trying to get people better at moving, better at fitness and stronger in each and every way. Right. Now, the, the best way for us to make this valuable, Alec, is to somewhat go in reverse order. Typically, yeah. we've in, our, in the past had this conversation of how did you get here? What do we do now? Where are we going? I want to go backwards on that. I want to explore the where are we going long haul kind of idea first, and then you and I can kind of reverse engineer and, and people with similar goals can follow along and, and steal some ideas here. So for you, let's, let's picture it this way. The magic genie lamp falls into your lap and, and we're able to wish for the, the CrossFit gym of our dreams Tell me about that. How do you envision the, the ultimate form of this business? Uh, so, I mean, for me, my ideal location, my ideal kind of size, I mean, it wouldn't be dramatically bigger than what, what we've got. Um, talking maybe 1,500 square feet. Um, I wouldn't want to ideally go above 10 people per class, uh, just because, like I said, the way, it, way we like to run is kind of small groups so that nobody gets missed out. Nobody can get ignored. You know, if, if someone's slacking in the corner, they, they get a little bit of a, a gentle push. <laughs> and, you know, if someone needs encouraging, people get encouraged. If someone's doing something wrong, then I, I pick up on it straight away. So those small groups are quite good. But I think um, like a, fr a freestanding unit, loads of land around so we can do outdoor things as well. Um, and I mean, I mean, if we're looking long term and kind of potential for growth, you could potentially put boot camps on uh, mm -hmm. outdoors, and that could be like a, a secondary thing, not kind of 
within the CrossFit classes, but a boot camp could be going on at the a same separate time. Separate membership entirely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One location, multiple locations. How how extensive have I, we thought about this? I'm I'm not a massively ambitious person. Um, I mean, I've, I've got goals and I like I like to you know succeed, but. Yeah, I, th- I think one one location's enough totally for fine. me. Uh, totally fine. Uh, yeah, our listeners, that's, that's and enough for me to handle. <laughs> I think I think fitness has a a bit of an ego issue in our industry where we tie success to how many locations, how big, how grand, uh, and so yeah. plenty of people listening can resonate with that. Within that, you mentioned fifteen hundred square feet being kind of the option, and potentially some outdoor space as well. What do you think that would look like in terms of how many members would you want to serve? Uh, so, I mean, we, we do eight classes a day at the moment. So we've got some crazy people that get up at 5 a.m. So we've got 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 p.m., 5.30, 6.30, 30. So eight, eight classes a day. Um, if we could max them out or close to max them out for 10 people per class, I reckon we could get 150 members. In the, the space that you're in or the hypothetical 1500? <laughs> the hypothetical dream, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Okay. I mean, Eight classes moment, a day. I think at the moment, we're probably close to top out at 80, 80, 90. Sure, sure. And, and so I think the, the tried and true challenge for CrossFit owners of all size has historically been in acquisition and how do we get people in through the doors in the first place i it's rare that i find a crossfit affiliate that has a retention problem where they're bleeding out members it's it's typically on the front end where the challenge is what's worked for you guys at least so far just to drive people in through the doors in the first place i mean it will probably come across as cocky and i do apologize but we don't do anything for advertising at all um the CrossFit brand itself is so strong. Um, people are constantly Googling it, constantly searching it. And, you know, we, we do a lot of kind of word of mouth. So a lot of people bring their friends and it is very much a case of their friends only come because it's CrossFit, because they yeah. want to try CrossFit. And sure. like you say, retention's not a problem. As soon as they're in, they love it. People stick, yeah. And, and so in terms of eventually getting to that 150 number do you think that you'll have to add in any kind of formalized marketing or or put some money into advertising at some point it all depends on kind of how fast we want to get there um i mean like the the organic growth we're, we're still now kind of constantly getting like four to five new people every month um and every now and then you'll have like one or two drop off, but then, you know, a couple of weeks later, you'll have one or two replace them. Sure. So, and so we're, we're net positive month over yeah. month, at least. Yeah. Membership is trending in the direction we want to trend. Could we accelerate it? Sure. Right. It's, it's all reasonable. Have you got, and, and you mentioned that you haven't done anything so far. Has that crossed your mind? Have we entertained the idea of doing something like that? Or, or are we still advertising ways out? Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, part of me did. And like we, when we went into lockdown, um, 
and kind of came back out of it. We really looked at like, I mean, we had a good 20 odd members that carried on paying throughout the entire time. They carried on supporting us. Um, and we kind of lent out kit. We did programming for them, um, did the odd Zoom session. And that was really, really good that they stood by us. But then it was a case of when the lockdown finished, it's like, well, <laughs> you know, we're starting up again with only 20 we members. We need some people in here, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we kind of like scraped it back, checked on, you know, all of our members and kind of worked it out as to who was with us organically, who was with us through CrossFit searches, who was with us through kind of word of mouth and, you know, where the gap was, where the gray area was that we could move. And um, like the growth that was coming from the intake through CrossFit and the fact that, you know, you pay your affiliation fee every year. It was like, well, actually, we kind of looked at it as that money was our advertisement money. So that was our advertisement budget that was going towards the affiliation fee. Understood. Okay. And it's, it's, I think that's a stark difference between US based gyms and UK based gyms and, and CrossFit is somewhat more diluted here in the States, just paying that affiliate fee in most towns, there's three, four five different CrossFit gyms. And so it, it becomes more of a challenge and a little bit more competitive to get people through the doors. But Alec, take us to the next step. Somebody reaches out, they're interested in joining as a member Walk me through what that sales process looks like. How do we transition that prospect into client? So our first move is just to get them in the door. So uh, where we are, uh, small group, uh, small gym, we actually have our kind of trial sessions within a CrossFit class. So they get to see our current members. They get to see kind of the flow of an everyday session. They get to feel like a part of it instantly. Um, so we, we get them to go onto our website, book a free trial, and it just literally books your class. Once they've booked their class, they turn up. Um, I'll give a little introduction. I would have already seen kind of their past. I'll talk to them about what they've done in the past. I'll talk to them about what they want to get out of CrossFit, if they've never done CrossFit before, why they've decided to do CrossFit. And you know, why pick us kind of thing. And um, yeah, they kind of go through their session. Everyone at the end of the session's a bit, you know, see, seeing stars because it's their first time at <laughs> high intensity usually. Sure. And um, I mean, they kind of, I, I sometimes, depending on the person, so I'll, I'll kind of pitch it differently who comes in the door. So if someone is really, really up for it, straight away, you tell them the membership prices, you tell them how to sign up instantly and, you know, they're so elated with how they feel after the session. They're like, yeah, I've got to do it. I've got to do this. This is missing. Yeah. If, um, if 10 people come through that process, how many sign up? About nine, eight or nine. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're capturing a lot of those potential prospects as well. Yeah. Who handles most of the sales? Is it you in this, in this circumstance? Uh, yeah, usually just because um, I'm the front face and I'm here Monday to Friday. So uh, it's me and my wife that work here and we don't have any other staff. Um, so I will coach Monday to Friday all day. And Holly will take two out of three of the weekend sessions while I go and do some mobile PT work. And 
I mean, the behind the scenes, so if anyone emails in, it's typically Holly that will do kind of the admin side of things and reply to emails. Um, she works our social media and it'll just be me that you turn up and say hello to. Yeah. And so the, the face of the, and I think that's common in our industry in a small business like this, whereas the owner is the head of sales, the head of marketing, the head coach, the head janitor, a lot of the time it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's many, many hats to be worn. And you mentioned already, and we sort of touched on it, that retention isn't a, a tremendous issue, but how does your membership compare to three months ago or six months ago? It's higher than it was. So we're, we're higher than what we were before the lockdown, which is fantastic. And not only are we higher than then, but also all of our members come to the gym. So when, what I found was before, before we went into the lockdown, there was at least 10 people that were paying and just not coming. And I'm like, well, from my perspective, I mean, my mentality behind it is, you know, the CrossFit gym membership isn't a cheap membership. You know, we've got 24-7 gyms that, you know, you can pay £20 a month for. Now, if you're paying them and not going to them, it's, you know, it's not too bad. But if you're paying like £60, £70 a month and you're not going, it's like, well, that's, that's a fair chunk not to, not to use it. So uh, I'm really, really happy that now our kind of 60-plus membership they are all using the gym. They're making the most of it. Um, but I think in answer to your question specifically about three months ago, we were probably on about just over 50. So within the last three months, we've probably jumped 10 to 12 memberships. Good. Okay. And so things are moving. Alec, yeah. if, we, if we zoom out on all of this, I mean, our conversation so far has essentially been, how do we get new people in? How do we turn those people into members? How do we keep those people for you as a business owner, as you move forward with this, which of those do you think we could improve the most on? Is there something that, that sticks out other than, uh, above the rest? Um, I mean, the retention, I don't think we can do too much to change. Um, like I say, we, we are a very competitive price um, with our CrossFit membership. Uh, and like I say, the people are very, very welcoming. They're a fantastic group of people. Um, and typically anyone that comes in, that they feel welcome. They feel happy. They, they want to be in this environment. Um, and, you know, I've been told I'm quite friendly and approachable. So not, not, a, scary, <laughs> not a scary person. So sure. um, no one's, no one's going to come in and see me and be like, whoa, he's, he's a bit much. He's a bit intimidating. Um, and so, I mean, like... The getting people in, um, I mean, yeah, like I say, we, we don't actively do too much advertising. So if we did actively advertise or maybe put offers on to some of our members, like, you know, bring a friend and they get the first month free or, you know, something gimmicky like that, that could get people in. Because like I say, the, the issue is getting them in, isn't it? So. Sure. And, and so even with that, it sounds like, we're fairly confident across those three. In your mind, what do you think is the biggest challenge when it comes to building a business like this? Um, I mean, confidence, self-confidence is probably one of them. 
Um, like I mentioned to you before, like I, I wouldn't want to go any bigger. I wouldn't want more than one gym. Um, and I think that's a little bit self-confidence wise. Um, I think taking that jump to have multiple gyms, then there's so much more responsibility, so yeah. much more overheads, so much more profit that you have to generate and so much more potential for it. Yeah. It's, uh, and that's a conversation that could take us hours and hours and hours to have, but, uh, yeah. an, an interesting one nonetheless. Moving forward here, Alec, I mean, you've been doing this for, for a handful of years. If you were to, to share some advice and, and hop in a time machine and go back to talk to day zero or day one gym owner, Alec, what do you think would be most helpful for that guy to hear? Um, what would be most helpful for me to hear? Um, you know, trust that people will enjoy it trust that people will come. Um, I think early on, I mean, we, we opened the gym with no one. We had no members. We had, I think, two friends, three family members, and that was it. Um, so I think from the beginning, it was kind of like panic stations and kind of scramble around and just hope that it works. You know, we, we had a three-year lease, um, on the unit and it was a case of, well, if it goes after three years, it goes. Um, it's just been a fun three years, but yeah, I think once again, going in with it a little bit more confidence, a little bit more trust that people will enjoy it. Um, trust that CrossFit itself is a brand that people buy into um, and they want to do it because it's, I mean, it's good. It works. Yeah. It it certainly is, and, and the brand is has gone through challenges of its own, but Absolutely. it's uh, it's come out hopefully better than than where it's been. Uh, yeah. We're running a bit shy on time here, Alec. Um, but before we get out of here, why don't you tell people where they could learn more about the business? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people find out about this? Yeah, so uh, we do have um, an Instagram page. Uh, that's CrossFit Base Point. And we do have our website, which is crossfitbasepoint.com. Perfect. It's been an, a fantastic conversation. And I always enjoy the, the compare and contrast to gyms in other countries and how they're run. And so I appreciate your willingness to share and, and talk about both sides of the coin. What's gone well for us and where have yeah. we took our struggles We'll have to catch up in the future because it sounds like you guys still have some some moving parts to this and, and we'll have to check in on how things go. But for today, we'll wish you nothing but the best and uh, I thank you for your time, my man. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, Joe. Thank you. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, 
tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.